I mean, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you! Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. Greetings and welcome to episode number 36 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. And my name is Chris. What's going on over there, Mr. Chris? Let's see. Um, Well, why don't we switch to a conversation? Oh, are you referring to the Nintendo Switch gaming console? I am. I I believe you had some recent developments in that field. I have finally got my hands on one. They're, okay. They're still uh, pretty tough to find, but I persevered. Now, does Nintendo do that on purpose when they launch huh. a new item? Like this, I, this I remember when the question. Wii's came out, and they were impossible it's to get in, your hands. In on. my opinion, based on not much facts at all, it's <laughs> either on purpose to like drive demand through artificial scarcity, or it's like just incompetence. Because, <laughs> as you said, it happened with the Wii. I mean, I guess you could argue the Wii was like a bit of a surprise that it did so well at first. So, but it just happens with so many of Nintendo's products that I'm like, either you're bad at this or you're doing it on purpose. Like, um, so it happened with Amiibos. Like, oh, wow. when Amiibos came out, they're those little plastic figures of Nintendo characters. There were some that were just impossible to find. And then also, Nintendo released the NES Classic, uh-huh. which um, basically lets you emulate some original Nintendo games. And they're still very hard to find. And then it happened with the Switch. And I know people will say, like, well, you're not like factoring in the costs to like the the cost to have enough factories to meet initial demand that's eventually going to like slow down is like not worth the cost. But for N- the Nintendo Switch, Nintendo said they've doubled their production values, like outputs for for because of their anticipated sales for this year. Uh-huh. So like you were off by 100% of what you thought you were going to sell versus <laughs> what you're selling that means. Like you should have been doing that from the beginning then. So that's why I'm like, is this incompetence or is it a little bit on purpose? I mean, they haven't been doing well though, business-wise, for a long time, right? The well, like, Nintendo, the, co- like the company itself. Nintendo's a little bit like Apple that they have like a ton of cash. Like they've they did well long enough that like they're they're okay sitting on like a big cash pile, right? The the Wii U was a pr- pretty much a failure for them. That was their follow-up to the Wii, but the Wii was really successful. Yeah, and then um, I mean they they've been putting out some first-party titles that I think do okay. Um, I've heard this. I don't know if it's true or not that Nintendo doesn't sell their consoles at a loss like um, Sony and Microsoft do, because they'll sell like they'll say sell the PS4 for a little bit less than it costs them to make it, just because they'll make that money back on their online subscription service and games. Right. And I've heard that Nintendo doesn't do that. They don't. They don't take a loss on their on their hardware. So. Does Nintendo have an online system kind of like like Xbox Live or? or that, that's a great question, Network? Steve. I, I don't know if I don't want this to become the, the Nintendo Switch podcast, but okay. um, they've had a so they've had free online, but with debatable quality. Okay. So 
with the Nintendo Switch, they're going to start charging for their online services. Uh, so that, that'll include like multiplayer games. So do you think then they'll lower the price of the Switch then to offset that cost, kind of like Xbox I, One? I don't think they are. I don't think they will. I think it'll just be a cheaper online service compared to, I hope so, compared to PlayStation and uh, Xbox Live. Especially if the quality's not that good. Because they're not going to be offering nearly the same <clears throat> level of service. Like Nintendo doesn't have like cloud saving. Like, okay. It's just not a thing Nintendo thinks is important. Um, I think until now they haven't they they have tied your I don't know if this has actually even changed they tied your online purchases to like your physical console not like an account so if like if you got a new if you had to replace your your Wii or whatever you would lose everything you'd you'd have to go through like a system transfer process that okay. was, sounds like a bit of a pain right so like it wasn't like tied to an account that you could like download on another machine which is it's just a lot of things that Nintendo's like a little behind on for things like that. And then to like put out an online service that they're charging for some people, which is odd too, because like, would you say that Nintendo kind of led the way to like the console gaming that we have today and the handheld gaming that we have today? Like, because they kind of like they had the N sixty four. Yeah, I mean, the N sixty four was pretty huge, right? So, like, that was before the PlayStation one. And they've been willing to innovate. Like, they they tried new things with the Wii and the Wii U and the Nintendo Switch. Like, they're not afraid of trying new things. They're actually more afraid of doing the same as everyone else. Yeah, but like things that people just expect, right? I don't know. I so, could probably talk to you about this for a long time. But, but so, like, on a scale from one to ten, like, what would you give like a rating uh, for like for the Switch? Okay, like so, ten being like you know blew your expectations yeah. away. Yeah. So uh, I had like kind of tempered my expectations like going into it because I was like I've heard mixed things about it, but I really I do really like it. The portability was the biggest draw for me that I can just like pick it up and play wherever. Mm-hmm. But I'm still probably put it around like a seven right now. Okay. Uh, I I'm having a problem with my Joy Cons. I don't think it's like the the infamous like left Joy-Con sinking issue. Do you, you know about this? No. The there there was an issue with the left Joy-Con losing its sync to What's the What's a Joy-Con? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's that like, that's what Nintendo has decided to call their little controllers for this for the Switch. The ones that like slide in. Exactly. Okay. They are called Joy-Cons. And there was a problem at launch where the left one would lose its connection. I think they're Bluetooth. And basically like if you if you like you you could block it with like your body or twisting your hand a certain way and it was like really annoying and so supposedly that's been fixed, um, but I'm at, my issue is, seems to be with both of them, and that's why I think it might be something unrelated. Okay. Because like I can't play with my Joy Cons separated for like ten feet away from my console, and I feel like that's not that's right. not yeah. Like I can't sit on the couch and play with my Joy Cons. That's a weird sentence. I can't. <laughs> I'm not sure. I I wanted to like try a little more things on my own. I don't know. I was reading about Bluetooth interference. It sounds like that probably isn't the issue. Right. But. So you, have, so you have the new Zelda game. Yeah, that, that I played. I played the new Zelda, which I'm really enjoying. I've only I'm about a couple hours of played of that. Okay, and I also played Snipper Clips. Is that I guess a new game? For That's this? a Switch yeah. game where like you're this little character and you play with like two to four people. I guess you can play one player. I don't. No, you probably can't. Two to four, whatever. And you can um, basically like overlap your partner okay. and then snip them, and it'll be cut out the overlapping shape. So you can kind of shape your partner into a a different shape. Okay. To solve different puzzles. Oh, cool. So you just have two games right now. Um, I also... So I, I to get the Switch, I, I had to get a bundle. Okay. And it came with... Um, it also came with uh, Shovel Knight. But I haven't played that yet. Okay, I'm not familiar with that game, but... Yeah, that was like an old an indie game that's been out for a little bit. I mean, it's out for like PC and on consoles and mobile stuff. Um, well, handheld. I don't know about like mobile phones. But okay. I heard it's good, but I haven't played that. Cool. Well, hey, I'm glad. I'm glad it finally came in. You ordered it what, like a month ago? Uh, it was less than that. It was like 
it was like two and a half weeks. It was supposed to come like a like a week before it did, so it was a little upsetting, but I have it, it now. And hopefully I'll work out my Joy Con issue. I'm currently waiting on Rogue One to come in the mail. Oh, that just came out on uh, Blu-ray, right? It came out on Tuesday, and you couldn't pre-order it from Amazon because I wanted to pre-order it from Amazon because they're significantly cheaper than Best Buy and Target and, yep. and uh, Walmart. <clears throat> and sorry, my my throat I'm, it's a little scratchy today, so you might hear me coughing a little bit. Um, anyway, so I wanted to pre-order it, and apparently Amazon and Disney are currently in some kind of a feud with each other. Oh, boy. So you couldn't pre-order it, so you had to order it that day. And since I guess they didn't have enough stock... Uh, even with like the prime free two day shipping, I'm not getting it till Monday, and I ordered it. Oh, on, that's a shame. And I ordered it on Tuesday, so I mean it's fine. I got it for 19.99, whereas like I think Best Buy is like 36 bucks. So I'm totally fine saving is it, some um, money. Blu-ray and DVD, or just Blu-ray? It's Blu-ray and DVD. I like yeah. having both. Those out. Yeah, I know. Um, I think like Target had like some extra bundle stuff where you could get a couple more deleted scenes or featurettes. I'm not really sure uh, what they are, but I know that they're not releasing any deleted scenes. They're not because like the entire third act was like reshot. Reshot. Uh, oh, I um, did hear they originally had a much different ending. I, yeah. I think they originally had an ending where they didn't die because they were worried they wouldn't be able to get that greenlit if they killed all the main characters. Right. And also, um, you know how like at the end of the movie they like uploaded the plans from that building where they got where they stole the plans from. Yeah. Like it was in the same building. So apparently, originally it was supposed to be on two separate buildings. So they were gonna steal the plans and then like run across the battlefield to the building where they were gonna upload it. Uh, but they thought that that was just going to take too much time to do that, so they decided to just put it in the hmm. in the same building. But apparently, there were so many other things that were different too. Interesting. But. So now that that movie's been out a little while, like looking back on it, do you you enjoyed it when it came out? Yeah. So the first time I saw it, I was actually a little apprehensive. I wasn't really sure what to think, mm-hmm. and because um, I the, I immediately started comparing it to the Force Awakens, which I really shouldn't, but it's hard when it's a, like the next Star Wars movie. Yeah. And like at first, I was I wasn't really sure. I'm like, eh, it was like good. Uh, I definitely saw some people's complaints with it. Like, I thought the first act was kind of choppy, like bouncing around from different planets to different planets. And then I saw it with you a second time, and I liked it so much more the second time. I think it's because I knew what was going on because I actually was able to follow the story because there's a lot going on with, like, the pilot and Saw Gerrera, right, War- right, right. Forrest Whitaker's character. But I haven't seen it since. So watching it when I get it um, on Monday, the date this episode's going to air, maybe I'll have a different thought about it. Maybe I won't have a different thought about it. I'm not sure. What did you think about it? Um, when I saw it in theaters, I did really enjoy it. Like for me, like just like the big action, like set pieces, like work for me. Yeah. Um, and I thought the plot was okay. Like I, no, no major complaints that I remember. Yeah. Just just, like thinking back on it now, like there's not a lot that stands out in my mind. Like the only thing that really stands out to me is the end battle, which was so cool. Yeah. That was just really cool. I did like the end. And uh, like how it per- they, like it perfectly syncs up with the, a new hope the yeah. episode four, which is really cool too. I like when they push that star destroyer under the other stars. Yeah, oh, man, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, but so both of us having some issues with uh with shipping, getting the things <laughs> that we <laughs> yeah, want. Right. Uh, so I wanted to talk about a couple of our actually only one poll result that we have because uh, we took off a couple weeks ago. We had Ronald McDonald versus the Burger King. Great time on that episode. Yeah, we got some uh, interesting tweets about that. Some people did. really weighing in heavy yeah, on one side. Regarding like uh, different sandwiches you can get from there and different meals. Uh, currently, the voting is standing at 44% Ron McDonald and Ooh. 56% the Burger King. It's a close one, though. So it is a close one, and it's still it's going to be open until around 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time Monday. Uh, All right, so if you want to pull this one out for Ronald, yeah, get on it's, Twitter it's, it's and find close, the poll. It's a close match. So, yeah, we've heard a lot from our fans regarding the uh, 
the battle. Uh, I've put a lot of different videos on our Instagrams. If you guys want to go out there, follow us on Instagram. There have been some pretty funny ones. Yeah, I found like the Donald Trump ad I put on there with Grimace. Uh, I found some other commercials. Like there's one with Ronald McDonald in line at a Burger King. Oh yeah, and he's like in disguise. And he's in disguise, but not a very good disguise. No, you can see his like hair sticking out. Uh, And then I put some up on Saturday. And it's like this couple who um, are having an argument at McDonald's because they don't want to share the food with each other. Uh, I found another one where the the king is like breaking into McDonald's headquarters to steal their uh, egg McMuffin recipe, and the commercial is pretty much acknowledging that the Burger King egg McMuffin is the exact <laughs> same thing because they're like same taste, different menu, or something like that. Like it's pretty. Oh, pretty so they're similar. just basically straight up like, yeah, we copied this yeah. exactly. Yeah, so exactly. This is closer to your house. And it's really, well and here. the commercial is really creepy too because the king has like this hooded sweatshirt over him, but he still has his like creepy mask face on. So it's not like he's trying to hide who he is. And then he jumps on a motorcycle and escapes. Like, it's so it's so outlandish. But it's really, really funny. So, so that's what we're looking at right now. So if you haven't listened to that one, definitely go back and uh, give it a listen and let us know what your thoughts are about it. We haven't heard from anybody about like McDonald's around the world, different countries, or Burger King. I'd be kind of curious to hear what uh, if there's different yeah, menus. What are, what are or your special things? Yeah, or like secret menus around the world that we don't know about, maybe. Like here in America, we have like the McGangbang, which is the... The chicken McChicken on a burger, I guess. I forget exactly what yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like we a, talked about it was it. like a cheeseburger and a McChicken. Yeah. Um, so I'd be curious to hear about what secret menus they have around the world. So And if you've ever eaten the McAfrica, let us know. We talked about that, right? Yeah, it was one of their failed menu items. That's they right. they released it during a famine in Africa. So so my dad, he listens to our podcast and he was talking to me the other day about the the McBLT. Okay. Because uh, we were talking about that. Yeah, that sounds it, good, actually. Right. And so I didn't know this. Do you know what the B stands for in McBLT? I would assume bacon. No, it stands for burger. Wait. So a burger with lettuce and tomato? Yeah, so what is it? That's just a burger. Exactly. I didn't know that. And, like, cause remember how you were saying it was in a styrofoam container, like, half and half, and they, they got, like, some bad feedback because it was wasting oh. time to not make the burger all, like, steamy. It was yeah. the, the whole, like, the bread and everything. That's and right. get all soggy. So that's all it was. It was just a burger and two separate like things. Like a do-it-yourself burger. Right, exactly. Oh, that's interesting. And there's a really I didn't funny... I think about that. Yeah. And then my dad showed me a commercial, and it has Jason Alexander from Seinfeld, who played George, and he does a musical dance that's a minute long for McDonald's <laughs> promoting the BLT, or the McBLT. Was that, like, in the prime of his Seinfeld fame? No, this was in, like, the 80s. This was before he started okay. Seinfeld. So he, has, he, he has, like, a full head of hair and everything. Like, it's, okay. it's hard to notice him. All right. Um... But yeah, it's really funny. Maybe I'll put that on on the show t- on the Instagram too, so people can see it. It's Sometimes when I see like a famous person that's actually like well respected and successful doing a commercial like that, I like I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, why? Why? Like, I'm looking at you, Matthew McConaughey. Like, <laughs> oh, this car commercial? Yeah, like why did you make that decision in your life? Because I gotta drive, <laughs> and I gotta get to where I'm going. But aren't you like a rich, well respected movie star? Like you don't need to do car commercials. That's like, right. But I could get free cars from Lincoln. Okay. And drive into the distance. If that works for you, whatever. <laughs> Isn't that crazy how he just had Matthew McConaughey here? Like he just popped in. That's crazy. Yeah, we're gonna ha- we're gonna we'll have to credit him on the podcast. That was nice of him. We will. There, there he goes driving away in his uh, <laughs> his Lincoln. In his Lincoln. Yeah, there yep. he goes. All right, let's get started. So if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you'd just like to say hello, you can reach us through our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, and you can also subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Chris, what are we talking about today? Well, today we have 
the Battle of the Bunnies. That's a perfect way of summarizing what we're Thank you, because I actually debated this, like, the whole intro. Like, should I say Bunny Battle or Battle of the Bunnies? I think Battle of the Bunnies sounds a little... Uh, I th- a little more professional, I thought. Yeah, bunny battle sounds a little childish. Like, that'd be like feel. children doing exactly, like yes. hitting each other with stuffed bunnies. We're right. doing way more highbrow stuff. Battle style. of the bunnies. Battle of the bunnies. Yeah, so it's springtime. Easter's Easter is around a the corner. Week away. Less than a week away. Yeah. And um, so we thought, you know, bunnies are popular this time of year. You go into the supermarket, you get your peeps, eat their heads. Eat their heads. Yeah, you eat their eggs, even though bunnies don't lay eggs. But uh, yeah, that's what we're looking at right now. So we've chosen two <laughs> famous. Um, they're famous. They're well famous known. rabbits yeah. in media, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna have them fight each other. We're gonna tell you tell you who would win. I'm looking forward to it. Who do All you right. got? I have chosen Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit uh, is the rabbit star who stars in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's uh, uh, the, a 1988 movie. It was um, it was kind of um, cool for its time because it combined uh, animation with live action, and uh, I don't think that it. It might have been the first one to do it, actually. I think in that context, definitely. Yeah. And it also combined, like, Looney Tunes right. and Disney. Disney and uh, Warner Brothers yeah. had both their characters. And actually, I think that led to a little bit of... Like, they had to have an agreement that they'd give equal screen time to both of their characters. So that's why I think every scene where you see... Uh, I'm not going to remember. You see, like, Mickey in scenes with Bugs Bunny. And you'll see, like... There's another scene. I, I forget. Right. Like, one Warner Brothers character and one Disney character at the same time. Just yeah. So they're equal. Right. So that way they'll get equal time. Makes sense. Yes. It's cool that they were able to get that deal together. That is. That seems like something that might not happen today. Marvel yeah. and, and Sony. That's kind of a big one. Like the Spider-Man rights. Yeah. Well, what is the state of that? Did Sony just lose them or did they actually make a deal with Marvel? No. So Sony still owns the rights. Okay. Because my Spider-Man. understanding was Sony had some type of like lease to the rights where if they didn't make a Spider-Man movie every three years or something, they lose them. Yeah. So yeah. And um, so Marvel kind of is now helping that. Like is helping Sony like continue to make uh-huh. movies. Um, so Sony still owns the character, but Marvel and they own distribution rights, I believe. Still, um, there's a whole bunch going on. But now they just announced that there's going to be like a Venom movie, which isn't going to be part of the MCU. Uh, so there's a lot involved in that uh, in that deal. But it's kind of like a similar deal. I mean, you can consider this one of the first major deals between two major film studios. True. Yeah. Um, some people also credit Who Framed Roger Rabbit with kind of kicking off a. Um an animation um, renaissance. renaissance, yeah. Yeah, I saw yeah. that online too. Because after that, that's where you started having like the Disney Renaissance with like your Beauty and the Beast, your Aladdin, um, your Little Mermaid, Tarzan, all those really really good uh, Disney movies from the '90s into the early 2000s. So, uh, who have you chosen, Steve? So I chose a famous rabbit. I feel it is the rabbit from Monty Python and the Quest for the Holy Grail. He's also known as the Rabbit of Cabanog. Probably going to pronounce that wrong. Cabanog. Cabanog. I don't know how to say it either. And he. It's Welsh, it, apparently. It is Welsh, apparently. And he, the they live in the cave, or he lives in the cave of Cabanog. So that's why he is called the uh, the Rabbit from the uh, Cabanog. And he, but he's also, and the cave is the home of the legendary black beast of Arg. You sounded like a pirate when you said that, but yeah. I think it's supposed to be more like a dying man. Want to try it throne. out? Go ahead. Arr! That was really good. Thank you. Yeah. I and just the, pretended I was dying. And the reason he's the beast is known as that is because that's the name that anybody would utter, or the sound anybody would utter when they saw it. 
Or a pirate named it. Or a pirate named him, too, possibly. You never know. It's one or the other. other. Monty Python, absolutely. Wikipedia could be wrong on this one. So, uh, yeah, so, I mean, the bunny is one of the, the most famous scenes, I feel, from that movie. There's a lot of famous scenes in that film. And uh, that's that's who I'm going with right now, the, uh, the bunny from Monty Python and the quest for the Holy Grail. Well, this should be a good fight, then. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what you're gonna what you're gonna argue. Me too. <laughs> so, want to know um, a little more about Roger Rabbit? Yeah, go ahead. Well, this is interesting that I found. I, I was debating whether this is going to be a special fact at the end, or just I'm just going to throw it out there now because it's kind of character background info. Okay. So, Roger Rabbit was designed as an amalgamation of multiple classic classic cartoon characters. Okay. Um, so that he's been described as having the face of a Warner Brothers character, okay, the body of a Disney protagonist, and the attitude of a Tex Avery creation. Who's Tex Avery? Oh man, I knew you were going to ask me that as soon as I read it, and Sorry. I was like, oh, I I meant to check, and I was like, I don't know, I guess he's like a cowboy. I'm just kidding. It just sounds like a cowboy's name. He oh he was an American animator, cartoonist, and director. Okay, he was pretty popular. Worked so. for Warner Brothers, Metro Goldwyn Mayer. He, oh, he made, like, Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, Porky Pig. So he has his uh, his character. Yeah, I guess they're kind of silly. Yeah. That makes sense. Roger Rabbit right. was, like, silly, silly bordering on, like, crazy. Right. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, his overalls are based on Goofy's outfit. I did know that. His yeah. tie on Porky Pig and his gloves on Mickey Mouse. He does have those big gloves, yeah. But they changed the color to yellow to stand out against his white fur. Makes sense. Because Mickey Mouse has white gloves. It would have so. blended in too much. Yep. It would have looked like it was just his hands. Like, like, are they hands, hands or exactly? Yeah. And I believe in the movie, uh, Roger Rabbit actually looked up to Goofy as like a fellow actor. Because oh, he, well, like he, admired, he admired Goofy's like uh, skills. I think there was a scene where he's watching a Goofy cartoon. Oh, there it might be a deleted scene because I also watched some deleted scenes in preparation. But anyway, Roger Rabbit, he looked up to Goofy. I guess it makes sense. They're kind of both like... Um, Lanky. Kind of do the yeah, and they do kind of like the physical comedy. Physical comedy. Thank yeah. you for helping yep. me with that. No problem. Well, um, can you give us a little background information on uh, the like, Karnabog Rabbit? Like what happens to him, or like what he does? Well, or I mean, is is he, he a car? Oh, Rod, Roger Rabbit is a cartoon. I should say. yeah, okay, or, or yeah, tune for short. Yeah, so he is a animated character living in the real world so is your rabbit like that so the rabbit of cabernog is a real rabbit a real rabbit you he, say he was a real rabbit he was a real rabbit like okay. in the movie he was a real like was he played by a real rabbit is the rabbit credited how many times can you say real rabbit <laughs> apparently not anymore <laughs> he was portrayed by a real rabbit in parts however i'm sure there are other parts where he was not portrayed that's what by i was gonna rabbit. say because to train a rabbit to do some of those things would have been pretty cool this was actually i was gonna i was gonna lead this to the fun fact but i'll bring it up also kind of like how you're bringing uh, yours in as well uh, the rabbit was portrayed in the movie by both a real rabbit and a prop. The woman who owned the real rabbit was unhappy with the amount of <laughs> fake blood, which had been doused on the rabbit. There uh, was fake blood everywhere. Yeah, and I mean, like after he does like the murder scene where he kills like a ton of King Arthur's men, you see the bunny like walking over their bodies, and it does have red <laughs> coloring over over the rabbit. So she said she wasn't happy with that. Um, but yeah, so it was portrayed uh, by a real bunny. I do not know the name of said bunny, uh, but yeah. But anyway, so like a little background for anyone who hasn't seen the movie. Uh, what happens is King Arthur is going for a quest on the Holy Grail, and at one point they come to this cave, and uh, their their guide, I guess you can call him, his name is Tim. Right, yeah. yeah. He was uh, like a wizard, I think. Yeah, he's like a wizard, yeah. And he says, like, oh, there's this evil beast in the cave. And then this little rabbit comes out. And they say, oh, where is it? Behind the rabbit? Right behind the rabbit. And he goes, it is the rabbit. 
and then he tells one of his uh, his soldiers to go and kill it, and he walks over, takes out his sword, and then the rabbit just attacks him, cuts his head off, and the guy dies. Like one leap, exactly one leap, decapitates, exactly, completely dead. Uh, so then they uh, they charge to try to kill the rabbit, and the rabbit kind of bounces around, uh, killing all of not all of, but most of King Arthur's men. They actually um, do a quick head count on who got killed, and they think it was five people, and then they only name three, because there's like a lot of running jokes about the. A King Arthur not being able to count. Yeah, so right. I think it only killed three additional people. Yeah, you really can't tell. It's happening so quick with all the cut and shots in there. Uh, there's a lot going on. But uh, yeah, so that's a little bit of background on the uh, the Rabbit of Cabernog. You want to go into your arguments? Want me to start or I'll start. Go ahead. I I don't have a ton because here's the thing. Roger Rabbit is way better as a character who is very difficult to kill or hurt in any way. Okay. Because being a cartoon, he's almost impervious to all physical damage. This is true. So, like, the opening scene of Roger Rabbit that I just recapped, I just watched to make sure I, you know, remembered it. it. Yeah. Uh, he's he's acting in a cartoon because in the in the world of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, cartoons are actors in cartoons, and he's babysitting kind of a baby in a kitchen, and all this crazy stuff happens. Like, um. It's like, I, like I just knives, watched it and totally knife. forgot everything. There's but, like knives flying everywhere, right? Yeah, he, he gets inflated with a vacuum to like a balloon. Yeah. He gets crushed by a refrigerator. Right. No, and like he doesn't die. So this doesn't cause Toon's pain. Like yeah. they don't, they, he just, you know, laughs it off. Yeah. So like this is just acting for him. So there is something that can kill Toons. Were you going to bring this up? I was going to bring it up. All right, I'll, I'll save that then. Okay. But like, in my opinion, I guess I'll have to argue when you bring it up. It might be hard for a rabbit to make. But anyway, um, so Roger doesn't have – I was looking for, like, offensive feats of Roger. Okay. And there aren't a ton. I'm glad that you brought that up because, I mean, I, I honestly don't think that Roger Rabbit would do anything to try to hurt anybody else. He, he's a really nice guy. He wouldn't want to hurt anyone. Right. And in the movie, he's quoted as saying, my whole purpose in life is to make people laugh. Yeah. So that's his number one sole purpose. Like, he wouldn't do anything, I feel, to go astray from that goal. Here's the thing, though. Roger Rabbit is so clumsy and inept, he might accidentally hurt a rabbit. Possibly. So, to that end, uh, I believe Roger Rabbit would, if he knows he's getting into a fight, he would arm himself with Acme products. Because that's the only company that he would know. Mm -hmm. They make a lot of weapons. They make anvils. They make... I don't know what else Acme makes. Nails. I don't remember. But it, would he arm himself, though? Because he... Look, if you tell Roger, like, hey, you're, you're going to go into a fight, he's like, all right, I'll just order this stuff from Acme or whatever. He probably doesn't even know what it is. He probably just, like, called him up. He's like, hey, send me some weapons. I can't do a Roger Rabbit voice. That's that okay. wasn't even an that, attempt. That, yeah, that's fine. Okay. But there is something else in the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's the cartoon revolver. Do you remember the tune revolver? Kind of. Ed, Eddie Valiant uses it. Okay. Um, what, Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins' character. It is a cartoon gun. And it shoots talking bullets. Um, I'm guessing if it now at this point in time, those bullets would be considered offensive Mexican stereotypes because they were offensive Mexican stereotypes. <laughs> but they, um, you load this talking bullet into the gun, and like it has a little bit of like a mind of its own when you shoot it, so it can kind of go wherever it wants, more or less. Okay. So so Roger has that too. Like maybe if he just accidentally fires these bullets, maybe they'll hit the rabbit. Possibly. 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 That's what I'm saying. I, I realize I am stretching for Roger's his his uh his actually attack here. I'm right. not sure I'm not really sure to be honest with you. I mean I I would argue that say you did shoot the, the talking bullets towards the rabbit. Right. The rabbit um 
has such great agility that the rabbit would be able to dodge the bullets no problem. Well, I don't know. The Roger, the rabbit hasn't dodged any bullets that we know of. He's dodged in between uh, King Arthur and his men, supposedly the best knights in the kingdom. So you're, you're saying him. before this, before they arrived, other people had tried to shoot him and he dodged those bullets? No, I'm just saying other people had tried to kill him and he was able to defend himself right. and murder them but first. We don't and, know how he, we don't know of any experience with a long range weapon. Uh, this is true. Because when they are trying to think of how to kill the rabbit, they're like, oh, do we have any bow and arrows? And they're like, no. Right. I don't think that would have worked anyway. Because, I, like I said, the, I mean, you see the rabbit's agility. Like, the rabbit yeah. is able to hop from the ground up to a man's neck I mean, in a matter of Bullets can go seconds. pretty fast, though. Yeah, but these aren't regular bullets. They're cartoon they're not, bullets they that are, can talk. They are cartoon bullets. And they have a mind of their own. And in, in fairness, the bullets are totally uh, horrible in the movie. I don't know if you I'll remember this scene, because I'll just tell you. Yeah, go ahead. They actually, Eddie goes to shoot them, and they like they don't go anywhere where they're supposed to. He actually calls them dum-dums. Oh, they're then perfect. Yeah, I felt like I had to tell you that. That's just, right. like, just I appreciate fairness. you being honest. The other but. thing is, so I mentioned Roger does have a weakness, but so does the rabbit. Okay. The holy hand grenade of Antioch. He, that is one of his weaknesses. So, now, as far as we know, his only weakness. I assumed you were going to bring this up. Yeah, so my thing. curious, how are you going to get the holy hand grenade I, of Antioch? That, to be honest with you, I don't think Roger Rabbit is going to be able to. Like, yeah. uh, it, it was in the protection of Brother Maynard. Right. Roger's not going to know anything about that. Is there, there's probably only one of these. Is there uh, any evidence in the film where Roger Rabbit is able to like conjure up like something, like draw something? Since he is a cartoon, like I don't know if they have that power. Because it seems like in the you f- can take like large objects out of small containers, but I don't remember him like you know he, he didn't make anything appear out of nothing. Like you can like reach into a small box and pull out like a giant mallet in the in the world of Roger Rabbit. Because it seems like in the world of Roger Rabbit, the tunes were drawn by the humans. Because, like, Jessica um, Rabbit says, like, I was I'm, drawn that way. I th- so it makes it seem like these humans does. create them. I thought that was just kind of a joke. But I mean, it might be. I mean, if you're taking it literally. Yeah, I mean, yeah, could, if you take it literally, that yeah. is true. It's quite possible. Um, so, I mean, if you were able to get the Holy Hand Grenade somehow, if, if somebody drew it for Roger, I mean, that possibly could happen. But then again, it's a cartoon Holy Hand Grenade. It's not the Holy Hand Grenade. Um to cause damage so acme does make pretty much everything in the universe for cartoons so they probably make grenades they probably do has it become a holy hand grenade? well it's i don't know if it has to a be a holy hand a holy grenade to kill your rabbit that is true i mean you're not like you know like some type of demonic rabbit are you i mean it seems pretty evil i mean you're biting people's heads does off. seem evil but just really aggressive yeah i mean there's no reason to think he has some type of association with the devil know, the devil that would require a holy weapon. You never like that cave. We don't know where it goes. The, the oh, you're the saying cave it, could be like it could be a cave into, into hell? Yeah, possibly. That's that's a good that's a good thought, Steve. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Thanks. It's the hell rabbit. But not much uh, evidence for it from the film. So I'm just gonna say, Roger's offensive weapons are cartoon guns with admittedly ineffectual bullets and weapons ordered from the Acme Company. Including, but not limited to, anvils, nails, and grenades. Now, would the Acme Company be kind of in a state of crisis right now since their owner was murdered? Oh, is that the guy who was murdered? Yeah. 
That's yeah, who, I wasn't that's sure. That's who Roger Frabb is being framed. Yeah, yeah. I remember there was like, he was framed for somebody's murder, but I yeah. forgot it was the Acme. Yeah, wouldn't, when, do you think Acme's company would be in a state of distress uh, now I that mean, their, their leader? Like would, it's well, it's a well-run company, you know. They probably have a bunch of district manager type people that can pick up the slack. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, like from a company organizational perspective, like where do we take things in the future? Maybe they're in trouble. Okay. Maybe, maybe their mergers and acquisitions are in trouble. Maybe, maybe that kind of stuff is uncertain. But as far as like day-to-day ordering products, they should still be good for a little while. Like they still have their supply, they still have their warehouses. Maybe in long term might be. A yeah, long yeah. Long term is is a little more shaky. Okay, fair enough. All right, so I'm going to bring out my argument. All right, let's hear. Have you ever seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail? I'm sure, you've seen it. Uh, yeah, a couple times. Yeah, you've seen the the rabbit scene, I'm sure. Right? Yes, I watched yes. it in preparation for this battle. What did you think of it? I thought it was pretty funny. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, exactly. The one thing that can kill tunes in Roger Rabbit is death by laughter. Is that a thing? Yeah, I thought that's how you saw we're gonna they were gonna die. Is death by la- if you remember towards the end of the film, the weasels they all die. Is that how the weasels died? From, is death by laughter? I just googled death by laughter and I got <laughs> the Wikipedia for it and it's like death by laughter is a rare form of death. Usually resulting from cardiac arrest. I should have added Roger Rabbit to that. This is true. Steve, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Death by laughter. So this is what I'm going to propose. And I'm sure I'm sure Chris is Googling it right now. I guarantee you the weasel scene is going to come up. You can even Google like YouTube like the weasel scene from uh uh Roger Rabbit. But Roger Rabbit, he's gonna go up to this cave. The weasels do laugh themselves to death. I never yes, realized that when I watched the movie. Yes, they do. So, say, for example, Roger Rabbit is coming to the cave to try to kill the rabbit. Yes. He might see this rabbit, this little rabbit, this tiny little rabbit come out, and he's going to have the same response as King Arthur and his men. He's going to think it's, like, ridiculous. He's probably going to start laughing, especially if you see this rabbit, like, going around, like, hopping around all agility-like. He's probably going to be laughing so hard, like, thinking this is the most ridiculous thing he's ever seen. Mm. See, for me, the funny parts was, like, the dialogue with King Arthur and his men. So, I mean, if Roger you, might not see that. You, this, okay, so, he might not see that, but do you think, like, seeing, like, a little tiny rabbit, like, bouncing around all, right, all over the place? Let's like, say I am, I signed up for a battle to the death, who would win, Chris versus Rabbit, uh-huh. and I walked up to the fight, and I saw a rabbit. Right. Would I laugh? I don't think laughter is my first, my go-to response. Would you be there, like, what? I would be very confused. Would be very confused. I'd probably go up to the rabbit, and I'd probably get my head bit off. <laughs> but luckily, then what would everybody around you do? Hopefully not laugh. That's that's messed up. <laughs> that's what you did when you saw the movie. Yeah, because it looked so fake. The little the little <laughs> rabbit like flying across the screen. It looked like it was like on like a like a string or something. And they were yeah. just pulling it from person to person. <laughs> that's probably what they were doing. <laughs> but Roger, you you can't you can bite him. He doesn't mind. He probably likes it. I think he likes being bit by other rabbits. Yeah, I don't know. He's a pretty weird dude. But I think since he like he's a very comedic person, I think that he would find this rabbit hysterical. He, it is a lot of like situational irony that he would probably find very funny. Right, and he, I think, I would argue that he might laugh himself to death, just like the weasels did in the movie. Wow! And that right there would kill Roger Rabbit. The bunny didn't wouldn't even have to do anything. Like Damn. say 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 that didn't work, and the death by laughter didn't work, and Roger Rabbit was still alive. Then, being the bunny, I would just charge at him and try to do some damage. But then, at the same time, like you acknowledged, Roger Rabbit has survived, uh, what's it called? Refrigerators falling on him. Anvil's falling on him. Anvil's falling on him, exactly. So Safe's falling on him. Right. So then, as the rabbit, 
we don't know how intelligent this rabbit is. I feel like he must have some brains. Uh, I feel the like Monty Python rabbit. Monty Python rabbit. Yes. I feel that he might buy his time and wait for like the perfect humor situation to come <laughs> up. So you're saying now this rabbit is not only a bloodthirsty beast described by Tim as the most foul, cruel, and bad-tempered rodent you ever set eyes on there, I mean, is also a great comedian and will find the best comedic timing to laugh Roger Rabbit to death. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Honestly, that's really clever. Yeah, that's, what, that's what I'm going with. It's pretty good. That, so I mean, you're not even going to bring up the dip. I don't even know what you're talking about. That's what I thought. So this, I thought you were going to talk about death by laughter. That's what I thought I you were going to I totally forgot about death by laughter. Because in all my research, that's the only thing that I could find that could kill a tune. Well, the whole, a lot of the plot of Who Framed Roger Rabbit is um, Christopher Lloyd, who is secretly a cartoon. Doctor has, Doom. Has created. Right? No, ju- uh, Judge. Judge Doom. Like judge Doom. That's what it is. Not Doctor Has Doom. created this, this tar-like substance call, that he calls the dip that can kill tunes. Yeah, see, I wasn't even going into that. That, that think was the, that whole, that was that like green sludge that they right, could, like dipping things in. But I don't even think the bunny would be the money python rabbit. Would have That's any what I was to prepared it. to be like a rabbit can't mix. <laughs> so they actually tell you on on the Wikipedia, or it's described in the movie as uh, a mix of turpentine, acetone, and benzene. And I was like, there's no way a rabbit can no, make that. No, rabbit couldn't make that at all. My rabbit would not be able to make that dip. <laughs> yeah, that dips out completely out. Wouldn't be able to do it whatsoever. Relying on death by laughter, seeing that bunny. When you saw the bunny, you admitted that you were laughing while you were seeing the yep. bunny doing its it thing. It made me laugh. Made you laugh. And I didn't. I didn't die from it though. To be fair, this is true. Maybe you just didn't have a good sense of comedic value. Oh, <laughs> I don't have a good but, enough sense of humor to die from laughter. But you're also not a cartoon. That's true. This might it, be specific. I think. To I think it'd be easier for a cartoon. Have you ever heard of somebody dying from laughter? Yeah, like I just told you, I googled it, and there's a Wikipedia entry called "Death by Laughter." Yeah, but you never heard of somebody dying from laughter. No, I, I don't know right. anyone personally. It, that's just giving us evidence to support the fact that people can die from laughter. But I've never heard of someone actually dying from laughter. I have not either. Yes. So yeah, Roger Rabbit. I mean, that's what that's what feeds him: humor, comedy. He does it. laugh. Right. That's what he said he lives for: making people laugh. Exactly. So I feel like right then and there, Roger Rabbit's out. He's done. The bunny doesn't even have to do anything. Mighty Python Bunny just sitting around. Maybe in his in his dying laughter, Roger Rabbit will shoot the tune gun off and take you out with him. Pray to God that the bullets yep. find their way. Mm-hmm. The awfully uh, playing bullets. Yeah, maybe we can put some audio in from those stereotype bullets. Yeah, see if you can find something. I'll let you know. And uh, in the meantime, while Chris is looking that up, I'm going to talk about um, some media impact from the Rabbit of Cabernog. Uh So... Apparently, there was an incident with President Jimmy Carter, and he was in a boat, and there was a rabbit coming towards him, and he was trying to, like, shush the rabbit away, and it became known (coughs) – excuse me (coughs) – became known as, like, the the killer rabbit attack um, because they weren't sure, like, what the rabbit was trying to do, and he was just, like, pushing away, like, oh, leave me alone, leave me alone. So it became a joke that the rabbit was actually trying to kill uh, Jimmy Carter. And another fun fact I found also is that if you ask Siri what your favorite animal is, uh, there's an option – not really an option. She may respond about the rabbit of Cabernog in her response. That's interesting. Yeah. I'll try it right now. There's a whole bunch. I actually did it one day, and I was trying to see, and I did get it, but I think it took me like <laughs> six tries. Let's try it out. Siri – oh, jeez. I'm not sure I understand. Of course you don't. What's your favorite animal? I'm partial to the Jabberwocky. Yeah, so right there. She said the Jabberwocky. 
Sometimes um, she'll say rabbit, though. She 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 has addressed the rabbit of Cabernog as her favorite animal. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So the developers have that in there. I found a couple clips with those bullets. Okay. There is actually one the, when he tests them out that actually does work successfully. He shoots this Indian bullet, and it um, uses a tomahawk or a axe or whatever to, to chop a bottle in half. Okay. But then he shoots three bullets later, and they turn the wrong direction. So it's I mean, kind that, one, of a, that one did work. It's kind of hit or miss, right? right. So maybe not they too, work, maybe not too they consistent. don't. Yeah. But it does help. They're kind of like um, have a mind of their own. They're like laser guided, but not with a laser. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see like if they did fire bow and arrows at the rabbit. Like, would that have affected it? I would like to know that. Yeah, because the only reason they used the holy hand grenade is because it was a bomb. So, like, would a bullet have worked? We we really don't know. We're not sure. Yeah, we're not sure at all. I don't. I I don't know if you wanted to play that clip or. Uh, I don't think the audio will show up well. So if it's good, we'll just put a link to it okay that works i'll put it in our show notes. yeah no or problem. yeah we'll like tweet it or instagram it or whatever yeah totally all right cool anything else you want to add about your argument here for uh roger rabbit or some fun facts that you have i have some fun facts yeah go for it so um do you remember the, the betty boop character from roger rabbit yeah so that was actually voiced by the original betty boop may questel i know that and um they actually have a joke in the movie that she's like kind of reduced to selling snacks because there's no work for black and white characters anymore oh and um, that ended up being Mae Questel's final performance as the character because she, uh, she died about 10 years after the film came out. And I guess nobody was really interested in Betty Boop after that. Uh, yeah. Whatsoever. I think so. Yeah. That's pretty uh, cool. Do I have any other funny facts? Funny facts. Good facts. I said the equal screen time with Warner Brother and Disney. Makes sense. Uh, it was Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny go skydiving together, and Donald and Daffy Duck uh, face off in a piano duel. So they're both sharing the screen. Yep. Screen equal time, yeah. equal scene. No one can be like, you, Faye, you gave this one more preferential treatment. Um, the other thing I didn't know is it was based on a book called Who Censored Roger Rabbit? When I was researching, I found that too, and I didn't know that either. Yeah, but apparently the plots differ a lot, but they are similar in that it's a world where, in the movie, I mean, in the book, it's a movie where comic book characters are real okay. instead of tunes, but like that's kind of the uh, similarity. And the Eddie Valiant is the investigator's name, and he's actually looking into a murder as well. Very so cool. they're similar. I saw, I think, like Steven Spielberg bought the rights to the film or something. Like he didn't produce it or direct it or anything, but I think he was one of the people who wanted to kind of spearhead it off. Oh, interesting. Off the ground, yeah. Um, another interesting fact <clears throat> is that in early drafts of the movie, Roger was going to die at the end. Wow. I wonder how. By laughter, perhaps? Probably not. Probably from <laughs> the dip. Or another bunny. What? No, I doubt. Another That'd rabbit. be really obscure. Yeah. And they were apparently going to play a sting song called The Lazarus Heart over his death scene. Wow. It's kind of like a neo-noir film, in a sense. Yes. The whole, uh, like, the investigation stuff going around and... Everything along those lines. That'd have been pretty cool if they did that. If they Could killed Roger Rabbit at the end? No, no, no. Just to kind of, I don't know, change it. I don't know. No, I don't like yeah. when the characters die for me. I'm surprised they never made a sequel. I wonder if there was anything. I would love a sequel because it was very movie. successful. It did do well, yeah, critically and commercially. But it's probably it would just be so hard today. Like Disney's its own powerhouse machine now, and yeah. Warner Brothers is doing its own thing now too. It's kind of ironic now that Warner Brothers owns DC and Disney owns Marvel. Hey, that's true. So yeah. now they're kind of at they're still they're still they're still yeah. going against each Always other. Always opposite sides. That's right. So, so that's what we're looking at. Anything else you want to add before we uh, 
wrap it up. Roger Rabbit versus the Rabbit of Cabernet. No, I hope everyone uh, has a great <clears throat> Easter. Yes, uh, have a, a very happy Easter. If you don't, if you don't celebrate Easter, and enjoy the weekend. Hopefully it's nice weather for enjoy, you. Enjoy the Sunday. Anything else you want to add? Any uh, Switch news that's happened in the past 40 minutes? <laughs> no. 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 Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Yeah, an update. give an update. You got oh, it. You're thinking about this, the Switch. Well, thank you, Steve. Hey, no problem. Thank you, Chris. Um, so, as always, please remember, subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate in our show. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. What's up, Doc? Jumping without a parachute? Kind of dangerous, ain't it? Yeah. Doc, uh, you could get killed, huh? You guys got a spare? Uh, Bugs does. Yeah? Yeah, but I don't think you want it. I do, I do. Give it to me. Gee, uh, better let him have it, Bugs. Okay, Doc. Whatever you say. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.